Welcome to have sanity enriched and comedy provided. This is Unbind Reality, a podcast show to take in reality as it is. Broadcasting from the sunset side of Western Texas. And now, the host on the scene, Unbound Sanity. And good day, good evening, whichever part of the world you are in. Welcome to the inaugural first episode of Unbind Reality. This is the show where we talk about the truth and so how the truth has been lost beyond the lies to falsehood and dark premise thoughts. Now, think of it if you are giving the truth as a child. Now, the truth would end up being distracted all the way because you have another child who is doing so much better at so many different things and you wouldn't care if he was being a liar. Even 50 years, you would still say he's not a very bad guy, especially for a fact that he committed sanest rapes. But the truth is pushed to the wayside because to some parents, all kids don't matter. And that's horrible. So, our question that we have to ask before we begin on a number of things, but I know this question is something that has been heard excessively, is this simple question. What is the truth? Now, there are a few ways that you could describe the truth, but fortunately, we could take a term out of Merriam-Webster Dictionary for this. One of the definitions is it states that the truth is the body of real things, events, and facts. Simple description, then I'll make sure to make this as simple as possible. Now, things happened, did happen, when supported by full evidence. The truth is simple, yet a very complicated matter quite a bit of a contradictive thing. For example, there are parts of the truth that can't be helpful to someone when it's done right. But in the end, it ends up missing the point of what the whole entire thing is trying to tell. Now, other times, there are small bits of the whole truth that end up being used to try and support falsehoods. So, what our podcast will be focusing on is trying to figure out the true issue of the matter. The truth of the topics that we will be discussing from here on out. Now, part of discussing and getting to the truth of the matter is not pretty much taken lightly, or at least indifferently neglected. For instance, we do love entertainment in many different ways, and some of the times we don't have much focus and thought to try and continue into researching what the shows are based on. We end up being susceptible to entertainment even when the content is highly extreme to a degree. But getting to the truth of the matter is really special. There is a particular type of event that would bring a case in point as to why the truth truly matters and why you need to be able to research the truth. Let me give you in on a small picture of the event. Think back to 1947, two years after World War II ended with the surrender of the Japanese Empire. And it was January 15th. It was a winter day. Now a mother was walking with her child out along the streets of Los Angeles. Something lying on the ground in the grass. Initially she thought of it thrown mannequin from a department store. But when she got a closer look, she made a horrific discovery. In the grass was the corpse of a naked young woman whose body was sliced in half at the waist. The Los Angeles Police Department were called in to search the scene. They had noticed that there were no blood stains around the body, making it likely that she was dumped at that location and her death occurred elsewhere. 
The FBI was asked to support the investigation of the murder, and not only that, they provided information on, on who the victim was. Her name was Elizabeth Short. At the time of her death, she was a 22-year-old aspiring Hollywood actress. Now, this would be familiar, because the case for Elizabeth Short would be forever known and dubbed by the printed media as the Black Dahlia. Now, the Black Dahlia is a combination word that was based on two things. First, it was based on the rumor that she had worn more selection of black clothing. And second was the Blue Dahlia. It was a noir film that was released in 1946, but it was pretty popular for its time. Now, the investigation was still going on, where they were trying to talk to potential suspects and likely people of interest, because based on the way her body was cut up, it was done by someone who knew how the human anatomy worked. So much so that it led people to believe that she might have been killed by someone in the medical profession or studying in the field of medicine. Yet, there came an issue that investigations really want to do, but tends to get fucked up along a big way. What came into play were the evidence being sent, or at least not being sent to the police. People were getting their news from the print. For Los Angeles, one of the biggest print companies was the Los Angeles Examiner. Now, they had received a letter in a manila envelope that it claimed to be from Elizabeth Short's killer. One of the evidence to verify was her birth certificate. Yet the FBI and the investigators couldn't get a print out of it because wherever the envelope was touched, it was washed in gasoline. Now, it was different methods and technology to try and get fingerprints, which was one of the ways to try and get the main killer. But if you swap a piece of evidence with gasoline, you can't get prints out of that. So, the police ended up being left with trying to find new ways to get to the killer. But, it didn't end there. As the story was being picked up by different newspapers, it had gone into an exponentially increasing form that it became sensationalized by the papers about the murder. And, what became even worse was the amount of evidence, quote-unquote, being sent to the newspapers. These were many different things. There would be like a letter saying, I was a murderer and here's the evidence and all sorts of stuff. It became quite a bit of a complete disastrous mess. But the police did not answer it and the journalists, some of which decided not to corroborate, corroborate. Now this is when you have to check to verify if this source is true. You want to call that person directly. Think of it as if you see a post on Facebook and you notice that person is doing something of another, you ask the person directly. You don't try and ask for a third people person who ended up sharing it or reblogging it on Tumblr that says different things because that could be a pretty fucked up way of having a message in a different interpretation than it was sent as. The evidence were being held in so much time, it became difficult because. Some of the few authentic evidence ended up being mixed up by the fraudulents or phonies trying to take the claim as the actual killer of Elizabeth Short. But by the time the Los Angeles Police Department went into getting the evidence from the newspapers, including the Los Angeles Examiner, the case became cold. It was really difficult because those evidence, those informations, were left there. For days, hardly anybody got into contact with the people to corroborate. Little by little, little by little, 
it was getting very difficult to try and get the case into a short amount of time. Even though they did get the evidence and tried to go through what the Los Angeles examiners and the reporters did not do well, it was too late. By the time that spring came in 1947, the Black Dahlia case became a cold case. It was where the leads went dry, there were no new evidence, and so even to this day, her case became a cold case. Some people have thoughts and ideas, but at this point, it's pretty much speculation. Now, this is a case in point of why the truth is needed more than ever, especially in the very moments that we are facing. Now, the internet is a phenomenon, a technological marvel, the likes of which humanity has not even seen before. It becomes a great mean of communication, a great way of sharing information, and one of the best ways of watching porn without having to watch the warp to try and see if you could point out which one's a nipple from the guy or the woman. Yeah, those were quite a bit crazy times, but you get the idea. We're at a technological point where the information can be sent out near instantaneous. But what we need to keep in mind, it's not all information is being sent. Not just the truth, but also the lies. Many and any variation of lies that you can think of. Now, the very big case in point that I want to try and point out are conspiracy theories. Now, they're nothing new. There have been conspiracy theories about a number of things, like per se, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, Rothschilds, the Jewish conspiracy, Zionism, all that kind of stuff, many of which can be rooted in based on the prejudices of anti-Semitism or the prejudice of whatever particular group of people that you can think of. Conspiracies have happened before. There have been attempts, or in this case, a few success. But what becomes quite clear is that some conspiracies are being used by people who want to try and promote conspiracy theories or theoretical conspiracies because they think that a conspiracy might happen, but they have quite a bit little proof. But whatever proof that they have, it's truthful in one way, but it becomes disproportionate, perverse, even bastardized to a point where it becomes unrecognizable. Case in point being a particular conspiracy theorist, one of the main conspiracy theorists, is Alex Jones. He said, think of it as what would happen if Eric Cartman became a real human being, grew up, but toned down the bit of the anti-Semitism like he usually does, especially with Kyle. Now, he's been the kind of guy that has been peddling on a number of things. He could tell you small bits of truth, but instead the small bits of truth are being used to try and support many different false statements. He had already made quite a number of bits when he went with the idea of supporting the Pizzagate conspiracy, thinking that there was a restaurant in Washington, D.C., a pizzeria called Comet Ping Pong that was the center for child trafficking that was run by Hillary Clinton. But it got into a point where somebody thought of it, it was a real thing, and a person went in, tried to shoot up the place to do the investigation, and tried to find the basement. Problem was, there was no basement. He was also quite a bit of a big jackass because he had tried to throw off an investigation into the Boston Marathon bombing. Before the investigation started up, after the smoke was cleared of the fire and the bodies were being counted up and the injuries being tallied. This guy came out of the woodwork, much to no surprise if they understood him, that this was a false flag. 
an event to try and manipulate or to justify certain things. Now it becomes a bit unclear what he wanted to do and many people will try and laugh at the humor and, and ridiculous notions that these people have. But when you look at the information that he was trying to present and what was actually real, you could pretty much understand why this disinformation is pretty much a dangerous thing to do. Alex Jones and many conspiracy compatriots and people like him basically did whatever they could to damage an actual investigation. Had the actual investigators believed a single word he said, do you know what have been the result? Wrong leads, people falsely accused, if not arrested. And the real people, the real perpetrators, would have gotten away. They would have been far away, so much though it would have been far longer and more difficult to get to. As part of what I want to try and do for the show, I want to give you the truth. Now I may sprinkle in a little bit of comedic humor here and there to give you a metaphor. It just considers quite a bit of time to get these things rolling. But at any rate, I do want to bring out quite a bit of the points and the truth and why these things would truly matter. From here on out, I want to get to investigating and researching as much as I can. Keep in mind, this is a individual project, mainly done by me, of course, and I can try and get as much help as I can. Anything could be appreciative, but just to make sure if it's verifiable. Because the last thing we want to do on the show is to give you bad information. And if bad information is presented, we not just retract it, we give them a confession of how bad, of the, inform how bad the information was. I will be getting into topics of the subjects that we will be covering, but this is a time to try and reflect and think of the futures to come. And I do hope for everyone that when I give you the truth, it'll be left into a meaningful idea of how you see a number of things, especially about the world. I'm not trying to be that kind of guy where I can give you the truth if you buy some sort of subscriptions. I'm not the kind of person that will tell you, eat this because this was the dark secret that they were holding back. No, 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 no. Fuck that noise. And to anyone who said that I am wrong, I am an accusive stooge, you know, I will make the truth the real topic. The truth is what will be revealed. It is what will show something to stand on or if it's just a flimsy paper platform. So think of it as a platform where you have a stone platform and the other is a pepper mache shaped like a stone platform. Now which do you think will hold more people? It will be the stone because it'll have more ground to support where the pepper mache it may not hold too much and so a few people may fall on the floor. The way the truth is handled is because it has to be how strong and empirical that it supports how the world actually is or the events that truly happen. If they don't have the truth behind them, then they're pretty much going to be standing, getting people to support a very weak paper mache platform that'll fall right onto their heads. The only thing that's unforeseen are how bad the damages are for the people that have told the message, for the people who are transmitting the message, but most of all, for the people who are receiving that message. It's one of these times that you need to understand how the truth plays out. And it is what it is. If people do not understand it, or people do not like the truth, then they need some time to reevaluate what it means to be a human being. Because if we don't have the truth, 
then we fall into many falsehoods with unforeseen consequences. I do appreciate everybody giving their time and opportunity to listen to the first episode of Unbind Reality. Now, this hasn't been quite a bit easy, considering that I do have a personal life to go through. It's similar in a way to Twitch streamers. You want them to give more, 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 but listen, we're human beings. We need things. We need to eat. We need to sleep. We possibly need to fuck, but that's a whole entire thing. We take our time with posting out the content, and so I do want to take my time in getting the content right. So from here on out, I will be making new podcast episodes at least once every two weeks. That's to give you enough time to do the research and also to have a talk and discussion about new content that I will be posting concerning the next topic of the episode. If you do want to follow along the information, check on the updates for any of the new episodes coming out. And we do have a Gmail that you can get in contact. It's called unbindreality.medium at gmail.com. For updates, follow us on Instagram at unbindreality underscore view, on Twitter, unbind underscore reality5, and keep in contact because we will be having a Discord server, a YouTube channel, Google+, and a Facebook page for the show. So, with that being said, have a good day, have a good night, have a good weekday, have a good weekend, and have a wonderful holiday, whichever you're listening in, on that day. This is Unbound Sanity, the host of Unbound Reality, and I will see you all on the next episode.